Welcome into OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein, president of Motor Minds and host of SiriusXM's Cars and Culture on Business Channel 132. On a daily basis, the automotive world is taking on new shapes, styles, and ways of thinking that are challenging convention while reinventing an industry. One new vision is being driven by a company focused on the marriage of bold ideas, elegant and unique design, and new ways to move people. Electromechanica Vehicles Corporation is a Canadian designer and manufacturer of environmentally efficient electric vehicles. The company's flagship vehicle is the innovative, purpose-built, single-seat EV called the Solo. The company says the three-wheeled vehicle will revolutionize the urban driving experience, including commuting, delivery, and shared mobility. It's engineered for a single occupant and offers a unique driving experience for the environmentally conscious consumer. Last month, OESA and Electromechanica teamed up for a town hall called the Matchmaker Event, marrying Electromechanica's ambitious plans with current and prospective suppliers. In this, the first of our three-part series with OESA and Electromechanica, we sit down with Electromechanica CEO Kevin Pavlov and Rich Wilkins, Industry Executive Advisor, North America Industry Advisor for SAP, to talk about the vision of the new company and the path forward. Pavlov talks about the solo and the future of the organization. OESA's Automotive Insiders, on location in Novi, Michigan. Kevin Pavlov, what a pleasure to be with you. Rich Wilkins, my co-host here at the Electromechanica Matchmaker event. Tell me the significance of being here in Novi, Michigan today. What it means for you personally, Kevin, but also what it means for the industry and for the company. Well, personally, my home, one of them, is right down the road, so I'm two miles away. Uh, close. Uh, well, that made it but, easy. but in particular, you know, I've been in the automotive industry for a bunch of years now. And, uh, you know, the the... The folks that we have under the domestic side of things, the trend that's going here, I mean, I, I've been targeting and using everything we can to really move toward that domestic product, and I'll talk more about that. But the exciting piece is, is we got a clean sheet of paper. So as a company, we, we developed the, this new platform. We'll talk about the positioning. But for us, this is really our chance to set up a chain within the Continental and or USMCA uh, extensions, but this is going to be really an exciting time for us because we will have a domestic product with domestic content, and I get to meet all my friends <laughs> over the last 30 years that, are, that have been tier one, two, and three, so yeah, it's really big for me. So the planning of this, uh, the execution of it, how important is it for you to really, uh, and we've talked to some of your other executives, but how, how important is it for you to really get the name recognition out there, and to explain the philosophy of what you're trying to do with the company. It, it's very important. We've So as a company, we started out with a very unique product. Most people uh, don't even know the class we're in because we actually made the class based on a, a blue ocean strategy. So we carved out a niche. We had really purpose ideas behind this vehicle. And then we had made an extension on the vehicle proliferation. So we have a whole portfolio that we're, we're rolling out. So it's, it's really important. It was kind of like when the first EVs came out or, or when the Chevy Volt came out. The, everyone has to know about it enough to investigate it. So this is super important 
The supply chain is essential. The supply chain is part of a communication chain, not just supplying parts, but literally talking about opportunities, new things, new growth. So it's it's one of the most fundamental things that can happen. And, and an event like this, bringing a, a very, very large group, I mean, we're over 100, I think, uh, suppliers at the event, really puts information in their hands. And when the supply chain has information, they can do great things. When they're guessing, they have a hard time doing great things, right? So my job is to give them all the information they possibly can to make good, informed decisions. And honestly, at this environment is intelligently managed risk. So that's, that's what I think is probably the most, the key part of this for everyone. Um, besides the piece that I'm really looking for a, a great set of suppliers and a, a solid chain, I'm, I'm trying to move away from a, a chain we currently have or, or at least do a little bit of a hybrid on it for a while. Um, we've got a, a great strategy coming up for, for the company. So. It seems like collaboration has become kind of a you know, part of your culture, part of uh, yeah. uh, EMV culture. Can you talk a little bit about that? You talked a little bit about it just now, but uh, so, we're seeing that from the SAP side. So, it, so it's, it's a, so it's we, a, the, it's a the, difference. We shifted, when, when we stepped into the company, uh, when I took over the reins, you know, we had a basic plan. And the basic plan had to be set up for scale. So one of the fundamental things over the last year has been, what is the best way to scale the product? We're, we're getting the interest in the market, we're getting the adoption rate, but it's one of those ideas that we're a new OEM, and you can't do it alone. Everything that goes on is a partnership. So we've been reaching out to make sure that we collaborate with the right groups of folks in order to really make this successful. Because honestly, a really successful OEM has a really successful supply chain. Um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've been in and out of a, a lot of other pieces uh, uh, and different companies that, that have, have done this. And I, I learned from some mistakes, right? You, If you're limiting your options, if you're not including those people in the decisions, they, they're already included in the risk. Right? But if you're not including them in the, all the other facets, you're, you're going to have a, a, a tougher tougher time going at it. So truly, the collaborative part of this is meet everyone. Get a chance to talk to them, right? I mean, really, show them what parts that we have that we can do this. And then on our next vehicle lines, show them what parts those are so that they really get a sense of, hey, I might want to participate in this. And uh, when they do, they come in excited. So that's that's what we're hoping for. It's a bit of a blank sheet of paper for you, isn't it, Kevin? It is. This is what's great about it. Uh, not, not a lot of folks are comfortable making with a white sheet of paper, but don't have any legacy issues. Yeah. Don't have any uh, uh, installed base that's going to give us a problem. Our, we've got good capital. We have no debt. So from a company standpoint, we're able to put in place what we need. And, and we mentioned SAP. You know, it's part of our, our, our SAP S4HANA implementation. You know, we our first wave was all on the financial side. So now we've got a solid ERP. It's running. It's running great. We've been talking about it at a couple other uh, a couple other uh, events. But yep. now we're into the wave two, the manufacturing side, getting our MRP side of this and getting everything woven together. And what's nice is... We, this collaboration with a lot of other folks that have put systems like this in, we're able to bring them in. They tell us where the pitfalls are or the things that don't weave together nicely. Watch out for this. And that's what's been, I think, a real leader on our success. Our first wave of success, I'm hoping to do the same thing in our second wave. Um, just, just making sure this goes in and, and it, it turns seamless. We haven't had any problems on the first wave. I mean, minor things here and there, but that that's any software, but nothing that's even come close to giving us a problem. So. Right, right. Well, we, I, 
we're pretty much we're very confident we can, we can uh, meet your site. You are a greenfield site, so yeah. So yeah. it makes it a little bit easier, but and, and you're wide open to you know the best practices and everything. So yeah. we're, we're, we're the, the, really flying along here. It's, uh, our it's goal, so that when we when we were contemplating, so I, I was literally had direct hands-on experience of designing the plant. So our, our 238,000 square foot plant in Mesa, Arizona was supposed to be world-class manufacturing so that we will deploy all of the principles, make the right supplier connections, make all of the systems that we put in place, not overbuy them, not overlap them, but literally be able to choose the right ones so that we start on the next lily pad, which should give us a, a jump forward. And that's that was the strategy when we broke ground, so yeah, and then you spoke at our event. That's right, we spoke at your event. Ago. So and, and uh, so we're yeah, going along. we're looking forward to uh, like moving to the next step, which I think is you know co-innovation together. Yeah, in absolutely. What we can do together that's unique to the industry. So. When soon as we we'll get the rest of these basics in during wave two, yep. and we've got the plan in wave three. Our wave three is really starting to do those. I'll call them uh, individual elements that will give us a strategic advantage and make life a lot easier for all of the other companies we're collaborating with. And when we share that with those companies, I think they'll see it also. And then the question will become a model of how to implement from the beginning, and then people can follow. And hopefully this will be a, a spark plug or an impetus or a progenitor of, of what things can happen on really world-class next steps. So. That's my thoughts. Kevin, I asked this question of your colleagues, but I'll ask it to you as well. What does success look like for you? You know, success looks exactly like doing exactly what we say we're going to do. We, we're in the middle of a crazy time. We've got all kinds of issues, but we've been able to overcome some really big hurdles. We put vehicles on the road. In October of last year, we're selling production vehicles. Every single month, we've been able to overcome a lot of, I'll call them uh, supply chain issues, uh, all kinds of logistics issues, and we keep bringing the vehicles in. So what does success look like? Uh, every company starts on a ramp up, and our ramp up is continuing to go, and success to me is to increase the slope of that ramp so that every single time, every single day, we're trying to make more and have a happier customer base with a much happier uh, service base that goes along with it. I, I kind of put a thumb in the air as a funny little comparison. I don't know if you guys have done this, but uh, you know, Tesla, great company, right? So uh, I believe it took them 10 months to sell 100 vehicles. It took them four years to sell 2,500 vehicles. And I, we're right now, we're, we're tracking to, uh, to I'll call it, it, it beat, beat that record. <laughs> so uh, I think we're, we're past it right now in our first six months. but. Success really means getting a solid footprint and making sure that the consumers are happy with the product as well as our commercial folks. Our commercials is, is really, uh, we're, we're well over 30 uh, commercial customers right now and, and they're, uh, they're doing the first onesie twosie evaluations and we are really, uh, they're really finding a lot in this last mile security drives. The vehicle out front is actually a parking enforcement vehicle that they purchased out of Mesa. So that, that vehicle's got a camera on top of it. And I mean, it's, it's, I wonder, I want you to see the vehicle, <laughs> but I don't want you to see the vehicle if you're parked wrong. So, <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's, that's success is again, keep, keep doing what we say we're doing 
do it at an ever-increasing pace, depending on market situations and conditions. If we get tied up uh, and, and pulled together with some of these great suppliers, things will keep doing exactly that. They should continue to accelerate. Our ramp rates will be good. Our launch out of the Mesa plant will be solid, and we'll continue to ramp on that that volume on, on our next vehicle coming out of there, which is a full domestic. Uh, we're, we're, our target is 74% domestic, and that includes under USMCA, our, our Mexico and our Canadian side of things. So we'll have a low-cost uh, system. Our vehicle will go into a low-cost out, out of our Asia manufacturing partner. So we've got two footprints to, to move forward with. Wonderful. Well, that's success for you. We wish you the best of success at this first town hall that Appreciate we're doing it. here. This Kevin. is really going to be exciting. Hey, Anytime I can brag about the company, I love to do it. So uh, if I get to stand up and say, here's our vision, and then I get feedback, yeah. I get feedback from the folks that, that feed into it. I'll be able to hear exactly, you know, suggestions, turns, best practice, something that they've just experienced somewhere else, not, not giving away confidential information, I'm sure. But the whole idea is this is the kind of forum that you can get that feedback. So Excellent. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks Chris for having Wilkins, me. Thanks for being my co-host. Thank you. Yeah. Nice yeah, meeting you. Nice meeting you. That's this episode of Automotive Insiders. Remember to follow the program wherever your favorite podcast appears. And thanks again to Electromechanica's CEO, Kevin Pavlov and Rich Wilkins of SAP. And thanks for listening to OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein, and we'll talk to you again next time. <laughs>